So today, um, I won't be bringing the word of God, and um, I'm sad, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm more happy. Um, today, uh, I have the privilege and honor of bringing up a friend, um, a brother, um, a supporter, um, in a lot of seasons, a confidant, uh, a leader in my life, someone who's poured into me. Uh, he's just been a constant in my life. And um, he moved here with us, and um, he has everything to do with getting you connected into a light group and um, getting you connected to the church. And come on, we can put our hands together. Um, so I don't want to go long because I could go for hours talking about this man, but let's give it up for Chow Tran. He's going to bring the word of God today. Come on up, my friend. I love you, man. Mm. Let me pray for him before he, he preaches. Father, go ahead and extend your hand towards Chow. Father, we thank you so much for Chow. Uh, we thank you for the calling that is on his life, God. We thank you, Lord, that this is a man who is generous uh, with his time and his talent and his treasure. And so, God, we ask that you would just anoint him afresh to speak to us, God. Uh, give him a word uh, that helps us to understand with clarity. And um, just, Lord, allow him not to have any nerves, God. No nervousness, God. No, no, no fear. We're ready to receive, and we're all in here in, in, in faith. And so we thank you, God, for what you're going to speak through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have fun, bro. Yeah. Hey, church, good morning. How we doing? Wow, you guys look great out there beautiful people. Man, I am so joyed to be up here with you guys on this beautiful Sunday morning and in the presence of the house of the Lord. I'm going to get a moment here to set up. But uh, yeah, it truly is a privilege and an honor to be with you guys all here this morning. And I just want to take this time to say thank you, Pastor Josh, for the opportunity to be here with you all and to speak on the Word of God along with Pastor Kyra. Uh, it really is an honor to be here with you guys. And uh, what I'm excited about is we've been on such a, sh a great journey of different uh, messages from Pastor before. So the week before, if you guys were here, it was about getting unstuck. And as uh, Pastor Kyra mentioned, it was uh, celebrating the good, facing the facts. And uh, I just love it because these points has been just resonated in my heart and it's just so much breakthrough because of Pastor's message. And the week before that, we had voices and choices. And uh, for me, I love that one because Pastor defined uh, four different voices that might be going on in your life. It's your voice, other people's voice, God's voice, and the enemy's voice. So, so much great stuff within the last couple of weeks. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, go back to the podcast. Uh, or if you're new here for the first time, you have to come back next week to hear from our pastor preach. So, amen. Hey, has anyone in here used or owned an Alexa device before? Show of hands. Wow, you guys are hip. Uh, quite recently for me, I've just played around with it. At my workplace, I have my own studio area, and uh, my, my boss came in and was like, hey, I want to give you an Echo Dot for, for your area. And like, as I'm setting it up, I'm like, I don't really know too much about this. Chris Condro, our roommate, uh, has one at the house, but um, I haven't played around with it. And it was so cool to see what are some of the features that it can do. And literally, just one quick command, like, Alexa, tell me the local news. And it pulls up the local news within my, my area. And I'm like, man, this is, this is so crazy. And it really just gets me thinking. It's kind of like, man, 
what an interesting age that we're living in. What an interesting time that we're living in where technology is so fast and we have access to the world's information in our pockets. Everything is moving faster. We have same-day delivery, uh, on-demand movies. And I really just feel that this has been conditioning us to get more impatient in life, right? And so last week, Pastor mentioned about how uh, when you're at a stoplight and before it even turns green, split second, the guy behind you is honking its horn. And uh, I'd even go on to say the guy that's probably at the light is not going because he's scrolling on his phone, <laughs> waiting, waiting for the light to, to turn green. And so for, for me, there's so many different ways that it's like so impatient. One that gets me is like, have you guys ever been to an elevator where you just press the button more than once? Your theology is if I hit this more than once, the elevator will come faster, right? But I, I want to share some statistics with you uh, from Bancorp when it comes to waiting and patience. It says this, Americans binge watch an average of seven TV episodes in a single sitting. So one time, seven episodes. I've seen that in person at my household. <laughs> Hi, Chrisia. Second thing here, it says, Gen Wires check their phones on average of eight times when hearing back from someone they are first dating. So after a message is sent out to someone that they're dating, they're, they're checking it at least eight times. Next one here is, when waiting for a table at a restaurant, nearly a quarter of respondents ages 18 to 24 wait less than one minute in approaching the host again after the waiting period has passed. <laughs> hey, is my table ready yet? And I think for me, the worst is when you have to call a, a, a phone company for, for help with whatever it is that you need, right? And you dial the number and you get a robotic voice that, that picks up, right? We've all been there before. Press one for English. Para español o prima número dos. Right? So you got to input all these numbers in your phone, and by the time you get done, it looks like you're, you're coding like a software. And then you finally get to, to a human voice, and it says the, the two words we dread the most. Please hold. Please hold. So church, I want to bring a message to you today entitled, Please Hold. And it's about cultivating endurance in times of wait. Cultivating endurance in times of wait. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, hold your horses, hold your horses, hold your horses. <laughs> Calm down, Ed, hold your horses. But I want to present to you guys that the lack of patience and endurance is a concept that, that's not really new. If we take a look in the Old Testament, we find a lot of characters in there that didn't really have a lot of patience. The first one that we found is uh, Abraham, right? At the time, God promised him a, a great nation, and time passed and nothing happened, so he slept with his servant girl, Hagar, and had Ishmael. Second one is uh, when Aaron was assigned to lead the children of Israel when Moses went up to the mountain to get the commands of God. And uh, when he came back down, he saw Aaron just ma making golden calves and leading the people into idolatry because they couldn't wait. And uh, another one here, too, is Jacob and Esau. The Bible says that Esau was out in the, in the wild, and when he came back home, he was famished. And because he couldn't endure his belly, he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob. And uh, the, the final one I have here is found in 1 Samuel 13, when God had clearly instructed Saul to wait for the prophet Samuel to come back to offer the burnt offering before they went into battle. 
And so it was customary at the time that priests and only priests were able to offer burnt offerings to the Lord before going into the battle. And Saul took matters in his own hands when he couldn't wait, when he couldn't endure, and his destiny was forever changed. And I'm sure all of us here at some point in our lives have been in the same position as these characters mention, waiting for God to arrive on the scene to bring blessings and, and clarity. And these characters were not able to endure in their time of wait, and as a result, their destiny was forever changed, waiting in a time of tension. And perhaps you're in here today and you're stuck at your job and you feel like things aren't moving forward. Or you could be in a season right now where you don't have a job and you're waiting on God to show up. I know a lot of us here, we've, we've gone through health issues in the past and perhaps you're in a season right now where you're waiting for the doctor's report to come in, in that time of wait. There is no escaping wait. There is no escaping wait. Um, it's true because for the Bible declares that for everything in creation right now is eagerly expecting for the day that God reveals who his sons and daughters truly are and to escape from death and decay. So we're all bound at one point or another in our lives to a season of wait. Destiny depends on endurance. Destiny depends on endurance. And this is why I'm, I'm excited to speak with you guys here today when it comes to um, endurance and, and, and patience, because I feel like as we grow in this area, our destiny will be forever changed. And so with that, church, let's go ahead and pray, and uh, we'll get into our scripture verse today. Let's go and bow our heads. Thank you, Father, for this moment, Lord. We give you our praise and adoration. Holy Spirit, I pray that your word would teach us, rebuke us, correct us, and train us for all righteousness so, so that your people, Lord, may be thoroughly equipped for every good word. I pray, Lord, that you would hearken to us and give us complete knowledge of your will, Father. And we are seeking spiritual wisdom and understanding. I pray, Lord, that you would flood the hearts of those here with your light so that they may be able to understand the confident hope of those you have called. I pray that you would strengthen us, Lord, with your glorious and divine power so that we will have all the endurance and patience we need. And because of your perfect will, allow destinies to be changed in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, hey, what I want to do first is let's go ahead and define what endurance truly is. So if you're taking notes, endurance can be defined as the ability to persevere in a task or calling. The ability to persevere in a task or calling. A secondary definition for that would be the power to withstand unpleasant or difficult process without giving way. The power to withstand difficult process without giving way. Other words for endurance is fortitude, long-suffering, and forbearance. And so what I want to do today is to give you guys three affirmations or three declarations when it comes to cultivating endurance in times of wait. And the Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So whatever that we speak in our lives has a lot of power and authority. So the first one here I want to go with you guys, first declaration is, I will be confident in God's timing. Say that with me. I will be confident 
in God's timing. And I believe that in order for us to be confident in God's timing, we must first understand the concept of time and God's divine plan. So number one, God knows what is to come in your life. God knows what is to come in your life. It says here in the book of Psalms 139.16, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had even passed. In other words, God knew your story before there even was a story. And he knows what's to come within your life. He knows the season that you are in, and he knows the season that you're going to be stepping in. So he knows what's to come. Number two, within, within God's timing. God can use time for your benefit. God can use time for your benefit. It says here in the famous verse that we all have plastered up on our walls, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And so based from this verse, we can see God's character. He has good plans for us, and he wants to see it through. And we can be assured that God's timing is good is because we can trust in his character. God's timing is good is because we can trust in his character. And so the third one here when it comes to confident in God's timing, know that your time of wait has an expiration date. Your time of wait has an expiration date. Ecclesiastes 3.1, phenomenal book, one of the uh, three wisdom books we find within Scripture, uh, Job, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. And it says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Your time of wait has an expiration date. So no matter what you're going through in this moment, one thing is for certain right now. It will not last forever. God has a time stamp on your season, and for whatever the reasons only known to God, it has to run its course. It has to run its course. And I think that one great example of time needing to run its course is from the book of Malachi to Matthew. So they say that there's been over 400 years, four centuries of silence from heaven, from God, from the prophet Malachi to Matthew. But it also says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, the fullness of time. And within this fullness of time, the the Roman Empire had taken over the land of Judea and beyond. They were expanding their empires, their empire. And it was through this process that they were able to build the first roads in that area. Roads were a new technology that, that that was made at that time, paved roads. And uh, we see that it spanned from Constantinople as far as Portugal. That's a far distance, far distance of land. And rows were just indicators of the authority and the power of the local government. And it was a means to assist in the free movement of armies, peoples, and goods across the empire. And this is a fun fact. At the peak of Rome's development, 
they had over 29 great military highways that radiated from the capital. And uh, the whole roads consisted over 250,000 miles in that area. That's a lot of land. And so God needed for the roads to be built so that the good news can be spread faster and further out. Without the fullness of time, the gospel of Jesus would not have been able to spread over lands and continents. So fullness of time. And so if, I'm, if I may boast for a moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boast in God uh, within his fullness of time. So quite recently over the summer, I had this just desire to get a new uh, button-up shirt for work. And uh, for me, I already had an idea of going in to get like a breathable shirt, uh, black in my size, and just good things for work. And I went to the mall, got there, got out of my car, went into my favorite store, and uh, I actually found a, a shirt that matched me perfectly. And as I'm trying it on, I'm ready to go. I'm going out to, to cash out. And then all of a sudden, it just hits me in that moment. It's like, I really shouldn't be spending this money right now. <laughs> and God just laid in my heart. It's like, just wait, child, just wait. So I got out the line, hung back up the shirt. And as I was hanging it up, I'm like, God, I know you're a provider. You're a good God. If you want something like this to come in my life, you, you do it. And so, kid you not, less than a week later, I come into my workplace, and as I mentioned earlier, I have a studio where I work, and I saw this bag on my countertop, and I'm thinking to myself, like, who has the audacity to litter in my workplace? <laughs> and so, I was like, all right, whatever. I open it up, and wouldn't you know it, it was a black button-up shirt in my size, breathable material, handmade in Istanbul. And so... My boss comes in, his name is Erwin Gomez. Uh, he recently went to um, uh, Saudi Arabia for a fashion show. So this guy, like, he's, he knows his fashion. And so he's like, Chow, for, for whatever reason, like, I was just thinking of you when I was cleaning out my closet, and I saw this shirt, and I'm like, it didn't fit me anymore, so I just wanted to, to bless you with it. And in my heart, I was like, praise God, like, you, you, you answer me in like the big things, but you care about the small things as well. And for no good thing will he withhold for those who walk in blameless. And so you're probably asking for yourself, all right, child, how does this tie in with the fullness of time? Well, the fullness of time in this story was Irwin had to gain a few more pounds in order for me to get the blessing. So I wonder what fullness of time God has placed in your life that needs to take its place until breakthrough occurs. There are relationships, businesses, opportunities in your life, and job positions that God is currently orchestrating. But you have to believe in your heart that it will come at the right time. I am confident in God's timing. So what do I do in my time of wait, child? Fullness of time has to take, take place. What do I do in my time of wait? The second declaration today, I will be excellent in my time of wait. I will be excellent in my time of wait. Um, I have a scripture verse here to give you, but I want to give you a little bit of context here before we jump into 1 Samuel 16 through 21. Uh, what's happening here at the time is Saul is king over Israel, and he's now battling with a spirit that has been tormenting him. And so his advisors around him advised him a few things in order to move on in this season. And so we pick it up here in 1 Samuel 16, verses 16 through 21. 
It says here, let us find a good musician to play the harp, and whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you, he will play soothing music, and you will be soon, and you will be well uh, again. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. I just want to pause real quick. This isn't in the, um, the, the notes of endurance, but what, what Saul is doing here is he's enacting worship in his time of, of, of struggle. And so that's why I love our, our HL worship team here is um, anytime when we're going through something that's, that's heavy, worship is always a way that, that God can move. And so verse 18, one of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's son from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior a man of God, and has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and if that's not enough, and the Lord is with him. It's the real bachelor. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son, David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul along with a young goat, donkey, loaded, and bread, and a wineskin full of wine. And David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. And so you can see there, because of David being excellent in his time of wait, he was able to be in the presence of the king. And as you guys recall, this was after he got anointed as the next king of Israel. And so you see that David wasn't just sitting around waiting for that time, but he was excellent in his time of wait. And so I, I want to pull up just a, a few ways that we can in, imitate David in his time of wait. Number one, be excellent in developing your skill sets. Be excellent in developing your skill sets. I just picture David, just any free time that he may have, just pulling out the harp and, and playing it and, and finding time to go on YouTube to learn killer riffs off, off the harp. I'm sure he would go into the libraries and, and check out books on good judgment. And so he was excellent in his skill set. So what does that look like in, in your life? Perhaps you can be intentional with growth. Perhaps if you're a student, you can be excellent in your time of study. Well, child, I don't know what, what I'm skilled at. I don't know where to build. Uh, I want to encourage you here that this house at Highlight Church is is a healthy house that will allow you to find your skill sets and to grow upon it. And so what, what that process is for us is what we call super steps in becoming a superhero. And we don't believe in uh, memberships here, but we believe in participation. And so when you do participate in, in becoming a volunteer, uh, we give you a DIS test, which is your personalities test, and then coupled that with a gifts and aptitudes test. And from that, we can place you in an environment where your skill sets can, can really grow. And uh, praise God, I've been able to walk with, alongside with you all that has gone through that process and, and to see the growth that has taken place within your lives. Number two, what we can we learn from David in excellence? Be excellent in self-care. Be excellent in self-care. The Bible says that he was a fine-looking young man. I see some fine-looking young man in here, too. So this tells me that he took care of himself. He groomed himself. He went to the gym. He ate healthy. He got his eight hours of beauty sleep. And his appearance, his appearance was a means to bring more glory to God. 
and so be excellent in taking care of yourself. Number three, be excellent with time alone with the Lord. Be excellent with the time alone with the Lord in your time of wait. David's relationship with the Lord was so intimate that people knew that the Lord was with him. Can the people around you see God through your life? David was intentional with getting up early and seeking the Lord. And we find this here in in Psalm 5.3, that in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. In your time of wait, have you sought after the Lord early in the morning? Reading and getting to the word and, and praying before anything else in your days began, in your day began? David desired his time with the Lord as well, too. We find in Psalm 27 that it says that one thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. So in your time of wait, have you fought for being in the house of the Lord? Have you made it a non-negotiable to show up to church on a Sunday? Is it a thing that you're just checking off your list, or are you here in this moment to be with the Lord? And one last encouragement in being with the Lord is, I believe that you can encounter the Lord through community as well. For the Bible says that for where there are two or more that gather, that I am there amongst them. And so we have light groups going on here at Highlight Church, and I'm just going to shamelessly do a plug-in to get you connected into a small group. And groups are still going on up until the holiday, and I'm excited for that. And and the next season, we'll have groups start again heading into the new year. Excellence in your time of wait. And so I just want to share a quick story of of excellence in in your time of wait. So as some of you may know, I actually moved here with my lovely wife, Krizia, to help start Highlight Church here uh, about three years ago. And what really kick-started off that, that process was um, we were living in Orlando, and uh, I knew Pastor Josh from the previous church that, that we were attending down there. And uh, one day I get a, a message from him and saying, Chow, I'm going to be preaching at a place called IPC Orlando. <laughs> Pastor's already smiling, snickering over there. And so I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go. This is uh, my friend. I'm going to go support him. I didn't really know him too, too well at the time, just various small exchanges. But uh, as I showed up, put in my navigation, I'm pulling in, and I come to find out IPC stood for Indian Pentecostal Church of Orlando. And so literally, uh, Pastor is the only African-American guy there. I'm the only Asian guy over there. But I'll tell you what, those uh, uh, Indian people, they knew how to worship. They knew how to get into the presence of God. And so uh, as I pulled in, Pastor Kyra was there as well. They had their newborn baby, Judah. And uh, what I was able to witness was Someone who was excellent, who was excellent. He was excellent, fearless. He was bold on stage, and he preached the good news. And God really laid on my heart at the time is, hey, wherever this individual goes, people's lives are going to get changed, salvation's going to occur, breakthrough's going to happen, and whatever it takes, child, you need to help them out in any capacity that you can. And so that was the, the big thing, but if I can let you guys on, on, on a secret on actually what made that tipping point over for me was I saw the level of excellence in his life, in his marriage, in his kids, level of excellence of reaching out and his time alone with Jesus. 
And so if you are a leader in here, I want to encourage you that your people will follow you to the ends of the earth by your standard of excellence. So, Pastor, continue to, the, to be excellent. We got a lot more to do, and I'm super proud of the, the things you've been able to help us accomplish so far. And, and lastly, within this point of being excellent, there are certain opportunities that can only be unlocked by your level of excellence. Once again, there are certain opportunities that can only be unlocked that depends on your level of excellence. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you'll be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. So we must ask ourselves this question. In what area of my life do I need to polish that might be preventing God from ending my waiting period? In what area of my life do I need to polish that might be preventing God from ending my waiting period. For all the single people in here, if God were to send you a significant other, would your character be able to sustain the relationship? Polish yourself. Get ready. God has that person. God has that opportunity, but he's waiting on you to be excellent in your time of wait. And this last one here, this last declaration, when it comes to cultivating endurance... I will look towards the future. I will look towards the future. Let's go to our final verse in here today. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. This is Paul speaking, writing to the church in Philippi, and he's gone through so much within his life. He's endured so much in his life. He's helped start uh, raising up churches and the, the gospel has spread out because of his endurance, and he, he encourages us with this. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the end of the race and reach the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ, is calling us. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Um, if I can share a quick story before we, we close on out. Uh, my dad came to visit me not too long ago, and I inquired of him, like, Dad, like, tell me the story of how we, we, we first came to America. And so if you don't know, I'm, I'm Vietnamese, and I was actually born in, in Vietnam, and um, it was a time of trouble when, when my dad was there from what he told me before they left. Uh, the Civil War had taken place, and prior to the Civil War, 
he uh, was a butcher in that time selling meat and uh, very successful. But what happened with the war was the socioeconomic system got turned upside down, the economy tanked, and pretty much left with nothing. And so we had rumors of this place called America, where they would say that the, the streets were, were paved with gold and you can be anything that you want it to be. And so uh, the, he told me that in order to get here, um, you had to sneak on out of the country. You had to sneak on out of the place. And his first attempt um, going on boat, the, he, he got caught in, in the attempt. He was with my, my eldest brother at the time. I wasn't born yet. And uh, they sent him back home um, after being in months and months of jail. Uh, but he didn't give up. The second time around, uh, he, he went on a boat again. That time, my mom was with him and my two older brothers. And uh, what happened was my brother was crying so much at that time, they actually felt fearful of what was going on, and, and they left the boat. And it turns out that if they would have stayed on that boat, that boat was pillaged by pirates and left the people out onto the water. And we later found out that some people survived, some people didn't and a German vessel had to, to pick him up. And so I really inquired of my dad. I'm like, Dad, weren't, weren't you scared of like, what was happening at the time, like in, in your second and third, third attempt? And, and he told me, he's like, no, I wasn't. Reason being is because I knew, this is what my dad said, that there was going to be a brighter future and that that outweighed what was going on at that time. He knew if he just kept on looking forward to what lies ahead, the opportunity is better for his kids so he could endure anything. And so my, my father instilled in me such a, a powerful thing, what endurance can be when you look towards the future. And perhaps you don't have a heavenly father in your life that taught you to look for the brighter future. But I'm here to tell you that you have a heavenly father and he sent his son to show you through the way in your time of wait. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance that the race God has set before us we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion, champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And because of the joy awaiting him, he had endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And so I can assure you today that no matter what you're going through in your time of wait, the cross was heavier. And when you feel the pressure in your life, you can look to your champion, Jesus. For he set his eyes on the joy awaiting him. The reward for the challenge. And that reward is available for you today. For he declares, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And I know that each and every one of you here is going through something, but I feel compelled that for me to tell you today that, that God needs you to endure. God needs you to endure. 
Eduardo, he needs you to be confident in his timing. And he needs you to be excellent in your time of wait. Ref, God needs you to look towards the future. And parents, your children need you in here today to be the examples of faith within their life. And so perhaps you're sitting in here and feeling, I already messed up my time of wait. I made some poor decisions in the past, and now I'm sitting at a place where I don't want to be. I'm here to let you know that there is hope. Hope for you to pick yourself up. Hope for a brighter future. And this hope, brothers and sisters, is Jesus Christ. He is our high priest who understands our weaknesses. And because he faced the same testings we did, but he did not sin. And because of him, we're able to find grace and forgiveness. And so let your life be marked by endurance. Give the word of God a praise, everybody. Let's go ahead and and bow our heads. I want to pray a special prayer of blessing over your life, and and we'll get on through. Jesus, God, we we thank you for today. Father, we thank you for this moment. God, I thank you for your people that are, are gathered here today, Lord. God, I believe that it wasn't by accident that they came here, Lord, for it was divine timing upon their life, Father. Jesus, I I pray, God, that you would continue to give them uh, endurance in their times of wait, Father. I pray, Lord, that leaving here today, Lord, that no matter what obstacles that they're facing, Lord, that they can be confident, that they can trust in you, Lord, that they can be excellent, and they can look to a brighter future because what it is that you're doing. And so, God, bless your people today, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the word of God a praise, everybody. And so we want to we wanna take this time and this moment to uh, be in prayer again. I want to take this moment to let you guys know that if you're coming to Christ for the first time today, maybe you've never seen him before, let's actually go ahead and bow our heads in this moment. And you're saying to yourself, I need Christ in my heart and I need him to make him my Lord and Savior. And that you need strength to endure and persevere. Maybe you don't really know him and you want him to be your Lord and Savior. Perhaps there's some of you in here today that do know him but haven't been walking with him. God is calling you back home. Today is your day and God loves you. Jesus, Son of God, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life and died on the cross for your sins and mine. His blood was shed out for the forgiveness of sins and he died and rose on the third day so that we could spend eternity with the Father. So if you're going to receive Jesus today, repeat this prayer after me. And church, let's get together to support those who are coming to the Lord for the, for the first time today. Repeat after me. Father God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins. I give you my heart. Give me your strength. Make me new in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, it was such a joy to be here with you guys all. God bless you guys, and I'll see you guys very soon.